Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your snackable daily podcast where we talk about everything entertainment every day. Hi, I'm Laura Brodnick and I'm Mamma Mia's entertainment editor. And I'm Key Reese, not to be confused with a chicken. And I'm from... <laughs> Callback joke to yesterday that didn't quite land, but good job. Thanks so much. I'm from Mamma Mia's influence agency called Social Squad. On the show today, it's finals week for Love Island. So what can we expect with the final four couples? Australia has been voting for their favourite couple. And the response has been massive. It's very, very close. And the highly anticipated third season of The Crown is out this week. So why is Prince William upset about it? But to kick off the show today, the 2019 E! People's Choice Awards was on last night. For those of you who don't know, it's an American awards show that recognises people in entertainment and it's voted online by the general public and fans. Robert Downey Jr. hosted and there were a bunch of celebs there. We had Jan Aniston, who won an Icon Award, the Kardashians, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Thank you very much. But really... The star of the show was the funny bits that happened, and we're going to do a little recap, starting with you, Laura. Oh, sure. Do you want my favourite moment? Yes. Look, I think there's a few that you and I both quite liked, but I don't think you can go really past Jennifer Aniston accepting the People's Icon Award. So quite notoriously, she's been trying to break into, like, serious actress mode for a while now. Definitely. She tried to kind of... um, she was in this movie called Cake and a few others where she tried for an Oscar. They wouldn't give her a look in because obviously she's a comedic actress. Can so I say, when, she was actually really good in that role of Cake. Oh, where she went without makeup and had her face yeah. all scarred. Yeah, she even said she was trying to get an Oscar, <laughs> but it didn't land for her, unfortunately. So she got up there and really made the most of her time in the spotlight getting this award since it's <laughs> voted by the people. Also, this is not to be laughed at. Apparently more than a billion pe- votes were cast. Not a billion people, but a billion votes were cast in this award show because it's kind of like the Logies of America, like all the people vote. So it actually comes down to the viewers. It's not an industry award. I love that um, description of it. It's really bringing it home for me. (laughs) So she got up on stage and said, this town throws out a lot of awards, which I feel like shaded the Oscars and the Emmys and the Golden Globes who all shun her. And she said, this has always been special to me. And then she went on to make a little joke because she's a funny actress and said, as actors, we don't do this for the critics or each other. We do it for the money. And there was much laughter. (laughs) And then she went into talking about friends, which was really nice. She said, like, you know, the only reason I'm up here getting an iconic award is because I was on an iconic show and then went on to talk about what friends meant to her and then kind of finished up the whole thing with a love letter to Adam Sandler, who's her co-star in the Netflix movie Murder Mystery, which won a heap of awards last night. Yeah, which I didn't think was a great movie. It wasn't a great movie, but because this is voted by the people who were just there for fandom. Great movies and great TV shows don't, you know what I mean? Like, except for Avengers Endgame, that won a lot of stuff. I was about to say. Stand by the fact that that should win an Academy Award. I know I'm in the minority of film critics who say that, but like the other shows that were winning big were like Stranger Things, which is great, but it's not as good as some of the other shows. But yeah, that was her little moment in the spotlight. What's your favourite moment? Are you going to talk about Kardashians? Oh, I was going to. Go on, that's the best 
part. Fine, I will tell it. I have two, but I'll start with the Kardashian one. So obviously the Kardashians won Best Reality TV Show of 2019 and sisters Kim, Courtney, Chloe, and mum Chris were all there to accept and they hopped up on stage. Courtney and Chloe kind of remained silent while Kim and Chris accepted the award and then they left the stage and everyone thought everything was fine. But then Khloe Kardashian got majorly dragged because what they'd actually done is announced two awards, Best Reality Television Show and Best Reality TV Star, which Khloe had taken out. And she didn't even thank anyone. She had no idea what was going on. So all day today, she's just being dragged across social media. But she's come out to say, guys, it was really loud in there and I couldn't even really hear what was going on. So I kind of feel a bit bad for her, but it does make sense. It sounds like it would be super loud in there, but I think it's weird that they would put two awards together. No, they do that a lot with this particular award show and for things like the MTV Movie Awards, just because there are so many categories. Right. You can't have those people coming up on stage again and again. So often they announce a big award and if there's a smaller award to go with it, they just announce that as well while you're going up on stage. Oh, that kind of so makes sometimes sense. people can win like three awards and they'll just go up at once and get them all. I did feel bad for her because first of all, she never wins solo awards. Like out of all, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> she just doesn't. She's never been up on four. She doesn't, the yeah. only other person that was put forward from the family was Kylie Jenner and she beat her out, which I thought was great. And she didn't realise till they were in the car park getting in the car and someone I said, know. you know you won Best Reality TV Star. And then Twitter was just dragging her. Like, how dare bad. you? We voted for you. We rallied for you. And you didn't even thank us. So she had to issue like a formal apology. That's a little bit sad. Okay, this one is probably my favourite moment. So Noah Centennial. Is that how you say his name? Sure. Wait, you don't know? Centennial. I don't know. I don't watch those Netflix movies. Oh, I do. Well, he is the star of cult teen rom-com to all the boys I've loved before. I think you'll be starring in two. I'm not too sure. Anyway, he took out Best Comedy Movie Star of 2019 for The Perfect Date, but it was his award speech that has everyone talking. It was so confusing to say the least. So in a clip which has spread rapidly across the internet and inspired many, many memes... He shared some deep thoughts, and we've got the audio for you now. And before I go, I just want to say it matters not what you've done, but what you do with what you've done for others. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that poor, confused young boy. (laughs) He spent too much time in rom-com teen land. It was just like, oh, you're doing it wrong. It was completely wrong. He messed it up midway. Oh, look, I can't talk. I thought I was a chicken yesterday. But yeah, I thought that was gold. Well, as always, the People's Choice Awards was a rollicking good time and a good way to kick off the awards season before we go into the more serious shows. It's a big week for reality TV with the second season of Love Island wrapping up. So Love Island is a show where sexy singles come on and they have to couple up in order to make it to the end, where the winning couple is awarded $50. And we have Social Squad podcast host and former reality TV star Tully Smythe on to talk all things finale week. Welcome, Tully. Hi, guys. How are we? Good. Um, So we know that you are a big fan of Love Island, as am I. What can you tell us about who you think might be winning this week? Well, I don't know about you, Kate, but I feel like there's only one couple that could possibly take it out. I mean, we've got Anna and Josh, who are basically the only couple that have 
been together for more than a week and a bit. So my bets are on them. What do you think? I think that's definitely the obvious choice, but I also think there are some really strong couples in there who might just pull an Amber from UK Love Island. You know, that she was such a fan favourite that she really got pushed through to the end and she was only coupled up for, I think, less than a week or whatever with her partner that she ended up winning with. So I'm thinking maybe there could be an upset, but yeah, definitely Josh and Anna are the safest bet. If there is an upset, I think maybe Cynthia. Yes. Cynthia has a a lot of love on socials. So if there's an upset, I'm going to put it on Cynthia. But no, my money is on Josh and Anna to take it out. It will be interesting to see because obviously they get handed an envelope each. Yes. Um, And then only one of the envelopes has money in it. Yeah. So that will be interesting to see who gets the money and if they decide to share it. Oh, I can't wait. And Tully, how are we thinking this is going to play out behind the scenes? Because we know they're all still trapped on that island. There's a couple going home tonight. Then we probably won't see someone go home again till Thursday night. What do you think that process, what are our Love Islanders doing? Well, I actually have the hot goss straight from the producer himself, Alex Mavridakis. He's a good friend of mine. He was my producer on Big Brother and I maybe, maybe squeezed him for some juice. So basically the finale is recorded on Wednesday night. And then all of them go into complete lockdown without their phones for 24 hours until the episode is aired. Interesting. So finale's filmed Wednesday night and then they're all put in lockdown. Basically, as soon as the show's finished, they all go and see him um, for, for a chat where he basically would tell them any family news they may have missed out on and also a heads up on any awful things that may have been read about them or, or written about them on the internet. So he gives them a bit of a rundown on the general gist of the public's perception of them and then they'll go see a psych that's the next step oh okay great I'm glad that they do that yeah so that's always a really important step sort of immediately after the show but I also got some interesting stats from Alex so I kind of didn't feel like this season was as great or as popular as last season but the show's actually up 90% on tv and 30% on streams from last series which I think is really interesting because it's airing on the main channel this year it was on um, the digital one last year is that right? Yep. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And they've had 600 million YouTube hits, which is just crazy. It is because I'm obviously a big diehard fan of the show, but I just think the Australian format isn't as good. Like I think it's just the way that they've done it. It, it. I still watch it and I still love it and still rave about it, but it's just missing something from the UK version, I think. I, I have to agree with you, but it will be interesting to see how, how this series wraps up. Obviously, the numbers are still great. The stats are still great. So I think it will definitely be a third season, but we'll have to wait and see who takes it home this year. <gasps> all right. Well, you and I have got the hot goss now, Laura. We're all over it. Laura's now a Love Island convert. Am I, I right? wouldn't go that far. All I right. mean, I enjoy the inside <laughs> goss from you guys. Well, thanks so much you for like coming. The, oh. You like the behind the scenes tea. That's about it, I right, do. I, I like the goss. Well, thanks so much for coming on today, Tully, and we will speak no to you problem. again soon. Thanks, guys. See Bye. This country was still great when I came to the throne. All that's happened on my watch is the place has fallen apart. You cannot flinch. It's only fallen apart if we say it has. The third season of The Crown starts this Sunday on Netflix and it sees Oscar winner Olivia Colman step into the role of Queen Elizabeth and then Helena Bonham Carter step in as Princess Margaret. So it's kind of like a changing of the guards. Bit of a pun there. Don't mind if I do. Um, It's set in the 60s and the royal family are struggling to meet the changes of a rapidly changing Britain. And Laura, I know you've been watching. 
What are your thoughts so far? Yes, I'm nearly through this new season just because I'm writing up a review before it launches on Sunday. Um, a lot of scandal in this season. Obviously, Olivia and Helena are amazing in their role as kind of, it really digs deep into the animosity between these sisters. Mm. And obviously, it's Prince Charles in the kind of mix for the first time in his relationship with Camilla Parker Bowles and Diana. So there's all that scandal happening, which has made it very interesting because obviously the stars of The Crown are on the press tour this week and they're having to speak about the show, which is obviously, you know, dredging up some drama from the royal family's history, which obviously the royal family are, you know, not that they're watching all the shows or anything, but they're obviously taking the information in. So we kind of, for the first time ever, got a feel of how the royal family is dealing with The Crown and dredging up their family's past for everyone to kind of enjoy for entertainment reasons. So Olivia Coleman, who obviously plays the Queen, went on the Graham Norton show recently and she said that she was sitting seated next to Prince William at a dinner party recently. The awkward, well, it wasn't awkward until he was chatting away to her and said very conversationally, oh, so what have you been working on now? And then his face apparently just changed and then he kind of replied and said, actually, I know what you've been working on. What? And so <laughs> Olivia, because obviously he's thinking, oh, that's right, she's portraying my family members and this is all, you know, terrible. Um, and so she, Olivia Coleman then, who's obviously known for being very, you know, chatty and lovely and stuff, tried yeah. to save the situation by saying, oh, have, so have you watched it? And apparently his answer was very firm, very short, and he just said no. <gasps> oh, so I can't believe it, she asked him. Well, I mean, what else are you going to say in that situation? You're se- seated next to the prince while you're portraying his grandmother. Like, what, you know, yeah, it's definitely what are you going to do up. with that? And that's the first time I think he's ever commented on the show because that they try not to talk about it too much. And also, it's the first time anyone's had, like, an interaction like that with Prince William that I've heard. Like, it's someone in, like, in the public eye like that because, obviously, his job is to be very polite and very charming right. and very formal. And this is obviously some sort of a work commitment for him this dinner. So for him to be so sure short, I just feel like the royal family, not happy. <gasps> All right. Well, you're ready for a little bit of juicy goss. Always. So Helena Bohm Carter, as we've said, she's playing Princess Margaret. And Helena kind of comes from some blue blood. Her um, uncle was Lieutenant Mark Bonham Carter, and he was the grandson of um, Herbert Henry Asquith, who was a British Prime Minister. Anyway, so back to Lieutenant Mark. He was this war hero, came back, ended up becoming a grenadier guards, which is those guards that stand outside of palaces with the big, tall top hats on. And there he kind of um, befriended Princess Margaret and the Queen. And Helena Bohm Carter let slip that they might have had a little romance. So she said recently, it's weird. I basically went out with my uncle. Wow. Interesting. I'll call you one other bit of kooky Helena Bodum Carter news. So she's obviously doing the press trail at the moment and she's known for being a bit of an off-kilter method actress. She said that she actually met with a psychic before she started doing the show, even before she got the role of Princess Margaret. And she said that when she'd met Princess Margaret as a child, she got this idea that she was like, she didn't have a great interaction with her. So interesting that she's now playing her as an adult. And she said she was the kind of person who would insult you, but wrap it up in a compliment. So you were never quite sure. Oh, does she like me? Does she not? Like very, sort of very cutting and very witty. But she said when she met with a psychic, Princess Margaret's ghost visited her. I'm just, I can't talk about this seriously. <laughs> visited her and said, you're much better than the other person that they want to play me. So I'm not sure who was up for consideration for the role, but of course you're going to get it. So she said when she was auditioning, she knew Princess Margaret was in the room for her, rooting for her. And she's like, well, they had it from the horse's mouth that I was the best person because her ghost was saying that I needed to play the character. Don't bring oh, spirits into this. I just think that's a bit too far. Let them rest in peace. Yeah, I think it's fair enough for her. To, I mean, look, 
She's excellent as Margaret. She's probably my favourite part. Of I this, love her as an actress. As season three. But yeah, so she's been commuting with her ghost ever since. And it'd be interesting to see how people react to that on screen. Thank you for listening to The Spill today. You can get in contact with us by emailing us at thespill at mamamia.com.au. Also, we love seeing what you get up to while you're listening to the show. So why not snap a pic and pop it on your Instagram story and tag us at Mamma Mia Entertainment. Remember, when you're listening to each episode, you've got to remember to subscribe. That way you'll never miss an episode. The Spill is produced by Hannah Bowman. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au. Bye. 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 Na, 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 na.